Reverend Jim. Reverend Jim, lead us in this week's prayer topic. Okie dokie. I am going to lead you in a prayer topic, and, and it's sort of a shoot off from our original thing we did on homes. And that was more on acquiring physical structures, I believe, wasn't it? Yes. That was the case. This morning, just before we started here, and I just finished making some sauerkraut watching the news about the about the impeachment and uh, one of the the senators was talking about how her desk in the senate was like her home and the, the senate was for all these senators and congressmen it was like a home that was safe a shelter and it became violated and so i want to understand sort of bring up that idea of the of the safety the sanctity of home that we seek and uh i yeah i just thinking about what we're doing here this is kind of a home for me this is like coming home to jazz and fred every tuesday and and seeing what we can do and there's a safety in it i it there's a, an excitement in it because we get to play we don't really get to, you know, we get to play with each other and, and go where we go. And uh, so I, that sanctity of a safe shelter, um, and what, what gives that, what does, what gives that? And as we get to my age and start to be letting go of this situation, what will be home for me as I move forward? Uh, is a is an interesting way of looking at it rather than just dissipation it's like home where's home and i think we all have little clocks in us or little dials in us that that uh tell us where our home where home might be and and we all i mean we met searching for a home in a certain way not quite shelter but something like that felt like home. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and I remember driving down the driveway at uh, at uh, Falling Leaf Lane, and it sure felt like home. I'll tell you. I don't know why, but it, it was a kind of spectacular. Oh. So anyway, there we go. So for our listeners, when you tease them by saying "up the drive felt like home." <laughs> Can you paint a little portrait? Well, it was Falling Leaf Lane, which is where E.J. Gold, our, our buddy, lives. And I've been wanting to go there for probably 20 years, maybe. Almost 20 years. 15, yeah. So driving up there was, was, uh, was finding home in a way. It was a feeling I... I hadn't met anybody particularly yet, and uh, but it, it just it, the people were not spectacular in any way that one could could paint, but they felt like brothers and sisters in a way, you know, and, and oddballs, a galore, <laughs> you know, which I shared in uh, pursuit of. So it was, you know, and here we are, you know, 20 years later, 
and we've gotten through our lives to a certain extent and and have not been satiated completely we're still looking for a spot to sit and um and i thank you guys for supplying this for me this is uh very very kind of you to give me shelter <laughs> you are very welcome jim well yeah thank you well it couldn't be possible without all three of us but the um when jim mentioned um, home i i immediately went to foundation and um, there's a there's a there's a japanese book by a samurai swordsman who'd never lost and unbeknownst uh, and normally we we, we we always like uh, we always say let the other person take the first punch and then punch back right but he was like getting your stance attack first because then you have the advantage and this is one of the i guess one of the reasons he never lost but he wrote a book called the book of five rings and and the first the first ring is the foundation the home because without a, without a strong foundation you can't uh, grow or you can't you, you can't keep building on it you have to you have to have a very strong foundation and and this is what the, the home and uh, and that's a great description of uh, falling leaf lane that it it felt like home i i always felt it like home too, even though I had all these trepidations and all these reasons of not, not going to visit, you know, what if the plane crashes, what if this, what if that. And, but what when, part of when the I, floor are you going to sleep on tonight? <laughs> <laughs> but but whenever, whenever I got there, I was so warmly welcomed and invited in and it's 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 interesting because so now our foundation has moved from a, a physical structure into something else so it's not just the I say not just the bricks and mortar but it's something more Okay, so when Jazzy said home foundation, <laughs> he added foundation, um, I couldn't go anywhere else initially than this thought. And when I began experimenting, whatever that means, and it means many different things, but they were all experiments, I felt I could risk these experiments because I had such a strong foundation given to me by my family, by my mother and my dad and, 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 and my two sisters, of course, played, played their roles in that. And because I had, I know in other broadcasts, I've, I've pointed at the certainties I was taught by and with. We won't need to go over that. Listen to the other episodes. Um, but that also provided me this foundation so that I could go off and go that direction, no matter 
what risk it may be, because I, I felt inside that I had a place to return to that would be a foundation or a home, right? Even though it wasn't the physical home I grew up in, it was a, a metaphysical version of that that I could, I could always come back to. And whether it was, you know, family love and acceptance, which is, which is still true today, or more important for me, it was a, a way to hmm, live life that if this other path that I had an inclination to try out for a while didn't work out, I could always come back to this thing that had been built really by my family. So I was... I, I watched some of my friends tailspin in university and, and after university because I don't think they had that, right? They really were out on their own, traveling a road that may or may not be, uh, you know, useful, helpful, beneficial, healthy, and then get lost. For me, when I said, oh, no, 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 this is far enough. I could go back home now. <laughs> 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 and I could go back to that security that that was my metaphysical version of my brick-and-mortar home. That's what I thought of Jazzy when you passed along Jimmy's idea. And I was very happy we are coming back to this topic. And, you know, one of the things that I always appreciated about EJ's place, too, is all the, all the women there that are um, homemakers, in a sense, in their kind of a um, studio environment, but they bring the meals every step right on time and they help you with things as you're going through the day, you could go to them. And they were mothers, sisters, you know, friends. And they, you know, the women are a huge part of a home. Uh, you know, they're, they're just, they are. They. 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 They're. There's something to come home to, and uh, and and the food aspect I mentioned about Jazz's mom and wife when I first met them, and they didn't speak English. Well, eating the food made them me feel at home because I liked it, and they liked me liking their food. It was a home thing, basis, structure, food, you know. And uh, it's, uh, it's something that's not around as much anymore, that home feeling, that safe feeling, that, uh, that uh, the world is safe, <laughs> you know. So if we, um, uh, supposing, uh, supposing you're homeless in this world, what, um, I mean, what 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 would be your home, or like how how would you proceed? How would you go about? And your home might be very different. But then now you're depressing me, Jaswand. <laughs> Well, there's a lot I was of just visualizing that, that and there wasn't, there, I, I had not found the goodness yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, yeah, you, yes, I mean, well, then you, you're sort of like a snail, you carry your home on your back. 
I'm led to think, what about the people who have a brick and mortar home, but it doesn't feel like home? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We're getting very depressing. <laughs> but that's what makes having a home sense of home so spectacular. You know, a sense of home is mild uh, as it's projected in language, but the feeling of it is miraculous. It's it's just, and I think it's without it as an animal, it's hard to go forward safely. If you have that sense of home, you can go back. Like you said, you go back, you look for it. You look for the safety in it. You know, my home, my mom, EJ's place, Jaswan's place, the women all liked it when you ate well. They all liked it. It was a tying, it was a thing. It was a, it was a ritual that tied the family together. And, um, and, and, you know, it's really pretty spectacular. You get good food and somebody gives it to you and you get to eat it. It's pretty spectacular in the organism world where uh, eating is a little, you know, you don't know if you're going to eat. You don't know. You may. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point because, uh, you know, if you're, you're a, if you're an animal out there and, you know, you don't know where the next meal is going to come from. Yeah. So it, it it seems like so you have a you have a structure and then you have some feeding. You have a home and you have feeding and you're eating and um, I'm just trying to think what else becomes. Uh, Routines and expectations that are met. Routines, patterns, and that those expectations are that one gets from having a routine, like next is this. Those are often true and met. They're not in question. They're not willy-nilly. They're not here today and then not here tomorrow. So the, the consistency and the regularity of whatever is designed as a metaphysical home, I think it's it's also the the repetition. That's the certainty, and I think that may be, though I may be overspeaking, what Jim's what Jim might mean by security. Well, I would feel secure in that when I come back to this place in, internally or externally, that it's going to be as it was when I left. And so if if you bring someone to your home, they should be housebroken to the rules of your home so that it's safe. You keep the safety of the home. Uh, and that's another big kind of good rule. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you use the word ritual there, Jim. Because it, it does... It, it, it does become like a ritual and a, a magical thing, you know, maybe even a mandala of some sort. 
How so you lost me? Uh, mandala. How does it become a mandala? mandala. Oh boy, I didn't know if I chewed a big one there. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought I was going to let it go past? <laughs> well, um, a man, man, mandala. Well, um, a mandala for your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's. Um, well, um, if if I go back to what I know, and, and I don't know much at all, the. Um, <laughs> The um, you have the you have the tantra, which is uh, which means something along the lines of the way, and then you have a, a mantra, which is a sound, and then you have a yantra, which is a visualization, and the mandala is sort of. Um, a visual representation of something. Um, so yeah, it's, I hadn't started with that with the with the home, but I, I'm just wondering if 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 it is. There are moments where all day long, most of the time, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. You know, everything's just whizzing, whizzing around in your brain, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I should do this," or "Oh, I should be doing that," or "Oh, I gotta do this." And there, there, there are times when it seems like all the gears turning around in your brain—they're all lined up—and it's, it's just like everything just, just meshes just, just right. You, you know what I mean? And it's. It, it happens too rarely for my liking, but you know it's just everything, and then suddenly there it's it's uh, complete. And um, I get I guess the home is 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 one one part of that, whether it's a physical structure or maybe it's an idea. Maybe it's uh, something somewhere in space. So I have a question for you too, family men. What we, what Jim or Jazz or both of you, what did you, did you do anything purposefully or intently with intention to build this thing we're talking about for your children? And what did you do? I'm curious. Or was it just things that happened? Or were there things that Jim and Mary, you know, you and your wife sat down with and discussed? Or was it something that you felt strongly about and wanted to make sure it was part of your home for your, for your families? That's a good question. I mean, because part of it is just innate copying what you came from. And luckily, I came from a pretty settled bunch. Uh, my dad was, the, he was way out there, mind you. He was an atheist, communist kind of guy. And he was way out there, but he was intelligent, so I could go with him. And then my mom was much quieter, and, and uh, she just loved doing, being a mom. Loved having a home. Loved having kids. 
So that, I guess, was going forward. I didn't have images I wanted as a home. I didn't, I wanted to have a home, a house paid for. That's what my goal was, have a house paid for. And I luckily was able to build it, which was very exciting. And, uh, and part of like building a home was like today, it's like minus 15. We got enough firewood. We got enough food. You know, I get to talk to my buddies. There's safety. It's somehow in this incredible, you know, there's an impeachment going on down south. They may blow up any second, right? I mean, it's, it's not a safe world by any stretch of the imagination. And yet, that structure that I was given, kind of, yeah, dropped into, whether I chose it or I don't know, choosing, that's a little stretch for me, but that's what's given me the foundation, like you said at the very beginning. I can go and I can feel that I could always take my parents, I could always tell my mom and dad what I was doing and they would maybe laugh at it or they'd be thinking it was crazy or this or that, but I could always tell them just, you know, it was like, I never felt guilty. I still don't feel guilty about what I'm doing. I go like, well, that's what I'm doing, you know? And, and I can, because there is safety. I get up and go to a warm bathroom, step over my dog, my cat, and hopefully I don't kill myself. So. Jazzy. Yeah. I don't think, no, if that answers your question, I don't know. No, no, it's good. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I came from a fairly secure or structurally secure sort of family upbringing, traditional family, father, mother, and just me and my brother. Um, my father, when he first came from India to England, they were like, they would, uh, they were like very, very, um, I, I guess want to, for want of a, uh, a better word, uh, quite, quite, quite the big risk takers and, and they were five brothers. So they went, they were all out and they were all together. And so they, they actually, they, they set up a, a cinema and they, they'd have the, uh, Bollywood stars come over and do that. They ran the cinema. They got a laundry, and uh, back, this is back in the fifties and sixties. And uh, they they pulled together and and had a van and and you know the van used to go to the big city, grab a bunch of clothes and then bring them back to the small town and take them to the market and mark them up and, and sell them. So they were very enterprising. And so it was, it was um, very risky, so to speak. And then, and then, of course, the older brother, because everything was on his name, he decided that he was going to keep it <laughs> and, and put everybody else away. So that was, that was the first time my, in, in my uh, roots, I guess, where my my dad and mom had to go through like a total uh almost bankruptcy 
just like just just shut out from everything which which is the same as the other four brothers but my dad was more invested and involved as they were the oldest and they come to England first and um, yeah and then I think it was after that that my dad really um, be, became uh, religious so he, he became quite 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 devout and uh, so yeah pretty much he used to go to these prayer meetings where they go through the whole holy book the city group runs out of every so they read it from beginning to finish and it's over a thousand word, a thousand pages and it's going to be allowed so they used to have people come in do a two-hour shift and then the next person would go in and do that and um so uh, you know I don't know if that, that that answers the question, but I, I was lucky I was able to to build the house we're in and we decided to to build it where all the all the bedrooms would have a have a washroom. Just um, you know, because then when my when or if my kids ever move out, at least I could rent it out as a hotel. <laughs> so I don't know if that how about you, Fred? What did you I don't have any children. <laughs> you have cats. You have no. Cats. I don't have cats. No. Um, Alpacas. You got no, kids on yet. the way, buddy. Not yet. Not yet. So <laughs> maybe then the I can speak in some way or another to the to the question I posed to you two. I was just curious because. I don't know if if I if I had if I had had a child or two or seven, if if we if we as Jim said you know sort of just reconstruct what we were already shown and it was innate or um, if if there's a you know things that parents do to build a nice little nest for their kids and that nest includes like whatever it may include because you value it and you you know you you're building this security and this regularity uh and this stableness the stability for your own children is if, if that was something conscious or just something innate that you you know that you transferred to your children through through what you learned from your parents But you, you grew up with, you have a sister, right, Fred? Two sisters, two sisters, two, two younger sisters. sisters. Oh, yeah, so that's a pretty big family. Five people. Yeah. And, I mean, there were several rituals. There were rituals abound. I mean, it was very clear, like, when you were, when, when one of us turned seven, that was when you could have a two-wheel bicycle. <laughs> Not before. So when I turned seven, I got a two-wheeler with training wheels, and, you know, off I go down the suburban street. And then when my middle, the middle sister, my, my, the, she turned seven, now I get a bicycle. And the younger one, I think she got hers early because my parents got tired of the, of the <laughs> structure that they had built. She was a little younger than us, not too much, but, but there was a break. And another thing would be like bedtimes. So every two years, 
we were allowed to stay up a half hour later. So like when I was in the first grade, maybe, I'm, I'm guess I'm making this up, but it's pretty accurate. I went to bed at seven o'clock at night. And then in the, when I, two years later, I could go to bed at 7.30. Two years later. That's pretty smart, man. So there, mm -hmm. this is why maybe I'm shaped the way I am. So there's these, you know, you know, graduations, for lack of a better word. And then when we hit high school, I think we were allowed to stay up till nine. Whoa. So this is like what I would say foundation and structure and regularity were these very clearly defined um, gateways that we would go through or graduations or experience, you know, okay, so now you're in the third grade, so you're, you get an extra five cents a week in, a, uh, in an allowance. So there was this structure, and I'm, I'm fairly sure that my parents, you know, were, were collaborating on these systems that they put us through. And I, I'm just well, and I think we're, we're kind of, I think, able to live within structures. The three of us, I would say this, without being offended by the structure, but can work in, in structures, systems. Understand that, you know, if you want to do something, there's usually a system involved. And you can make a system involved to do it. And it helps you, it helps you along. Uh, because you're not just moment to moment. And a lot of people hate systems and structures. And I think systems and structures are less and less looked on as being valid in our world now. Uh, beating systems is valid. Winning is valid. But fitting into a system and, and, and being a, a, a glowing being in that system is you know it's kind of fun it's it's good when you can do that right it, it, it and it's kind of home when you when you know how to operate in a system you're home you know how to play soccer boom you're home structure possibilities you know and i i think i've never resented systems i've always seen them as necessary and technique is necessary and having a home is is kind of that for me oh good i understand the systems i understand the, the structure I and it's going somewhere it's actually headed somewhere it's not just jail but you can it allows you to move from this, this thing to that thing and, uh, and you know how to get back <laughs>